0: It's on sun. Okay. Okay. fine tune now. Just the hair. We gotta have good hair for a podcast where nobody sees us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can hear the hair. Right, right. Can you hear this? Let's flip. flip. (laughs) I heard it. I heard it. (laughs)
1: Tara and Jill, two trainers, owners of Push Fitness,
0: and the hosts of this podcast. During training sessions with our clients, we often tell them to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And we're saying that right now to you too. Let's push ourselves. Let's push ourselves to see fitness differently. Let's push the envelope when it comes to self-love. Let's push a new narrative about women and weight.
1: Let's push out harmful ideas about the body that are rooted in racism and patriarchy.
0: Let's find a new definition of fitness that welcomes all people. You ready? I'm ready. Let's push it. Hello and welcome to the
1: Push Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 6. Coming to you from our gym? Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, we're inside today because it's not super sunny today. That's Oregon for you, or the Willamette Valley anyway. Yeah.
1: Yes, it was like 80 degrees last weekend, and it's like 55 today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're a little chilly. So we're inside, but we did make sure to get extra sweaty beforehand so we weren't too cold. Yes. We did a really hard workout this morning.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time since we've done a workout like this. We call it our aerobic capacity workout. So one of us is on like the bike or the rower, just going at it while the other one is doing a circuit. And so it's just kind of like a never stop moving, sweat through all of your hair kind of yes. kind of thing. And I personally love those workouts. They are not for everyone and they're not for every time. Like if you're already feeling kind of worn down, it's not a good time, but they they bring me joy. <laughs> She's looking at me
1: while she's saying that they're not for everybody.
0: <laughs> that wasn't a hint, hint. no. no I know. Know.
1: <laughs> I, they're growing on me. I think that like for a while, like I would, I would not want to do those for a long time, but I also was like pregnant for like five years. Right? So, <laughs> like, yeah. so now that I'm like, you know, a good year and a half postpartum, um, I'm starting to enjoy those a little bit more. Yeah. So I feel like I can actually do it instead of just suffering the entire time. So I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed it, even though I complained almost the entire time. Mm-hmm. That's just what I do. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. And other good news, we just got cinnamon rolls.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My husband. Yeah. So the treat of the week for this podcast is cinnamon rolls. So here they are. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> we will be eating these while we talk to you.
0: Yes. So
1: that's glorious.
0: Yes. Yep. Um, oh, wow. Right. Mm. That's, that's sit- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You can thank Diedrich. He's the one that picked those out at Costco yesterday. Thanks, Diedrich. I'm such a sucker. Like I can't go to a grocery store with a child Without getting at least one thing that was not on the list. Oh, yeah. They know us. And so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they know us. Mm-hmm. So,
1: what else has been going on this past week?
0: Well. Been working. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot to report. Um, our kids are getting kind of, well, at least my one kid that's in school is getting back into the swing of being in person. Um. It's, but yeah, besides that, not a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. So well, the big news at my house is that, <laughs> oh God, is that my five year old can wipe his own butt. <laughs> so
0: I don't, don't come to us for the party, people. I mean, <laughs> we got, we,
1: we, yes, in fact, <laughs> if she's listening, we have, a, uh, we have a client slash friend who likes to go out with us old grandmas every once in a while. And it's like, if it doesn't start at four, it's too late for oh. us. And she's like, she just is ripping into us. And we're like, you know what? You get back to us in 10 years and you let us know if you don't want to go out past four. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the day drinking get home by the time, by, by about seven, I still have time to like wash your face and brush your teeth. Like, like, cause if it's any later than that, I'm just going to collapse. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. She'll get, she'll get there someday. But yeah.
1: So that's, that's the big news. is <laughs> the, the, the wiping of the butt has started. Yes. But yeah. anyway, so for this week, we actually wanted to, turn the topic over to you, our listeners. Um, We asked what were some of your questions that you wanted to hear us answer on the podcast, and we got a couple of great questions Mm -hmm. that we're going to be going over uh, today. Mm -hmm.
0: So, yeah. And if you'd like to submit your own questions, you can absolutely do so at info at thepushfitness.com. Yes, we would love to answer your questions. So the first question
1: is in regard to, um, weight loss. So the listener asks, I'm eating really carefully and exercising hard six days a week. Why am I not losing weight? Mm-hmm. That is a great question.
0: And it's common. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have asked some version of this question over the years that we've been working. Mm-hmm. Um, so Let's address it because I think a lot of times we tend to think that all we have to do is just work harder. You know, like the fitness industry in general tells us that, like, if we just had more willpower or we had more motivation or we had this product or that product, that we would have the perfect body according to them. Mm-hmm. And so we, we bust our butts trying to do that. We buy the stuff. We buy the programs. We try. We hire, a, you know, a trainer and hopefully a good one. But we and we are in the gym and we're reducing the amount of food that we're eating and we're cutting out food groups and and it's really normal to do that because um, that's what we're told. That's what we're sold. That's the mm-hmm. the dream we're sold is if we just try hard enough, we can achieve this thing of perfection. That the fitness industry is put out there. Yes,
1: yes, and so I think too. Like we talked before about um, set points, like your body having a natural set point that it will revert back to after the the um, the effects of starvation essentially wear off. And I think that um, with training every day of the week and with restricting your eating every day of the week your body is going to go into stress management because that is stress that you're pl- placing on your body um, every single day. And it's not going to be able to keep up. It's not going to be able to keep up. It's going to plateau and eventually revert back to its natural set point because it's recognizing signs of um, being without enough, whatever enough fat enough energy mm-hmm. enough rest and hydration <laughs>
0: Yeah. And if you're having to work so hard to get your body to change, it's very possible that you're trying to push yourself outside of your natural set point.
1: Mm -hmm. Like,
0: and that's not sustainable because what happens biologically is that then our body slows everything down. Like, our bodies are super smart, they're like, oh, we're starving. Like your body doesn't recognize the difference between a new diet and exercise regime. Um, That it doesn't tell the difference between that and starvation. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So it says, okay, we're going to be more efficient. We're going to slow down your metabolism. We're going to, going to, you know, give you, give you all these new cravings so that it's harder to not eat the things that you've decided you're not going to eat. And And so then what happens is two out of every three people who attempt weight loss will not only regain their weight, but they will gain more Mm -hmm. than they lost, which then takes your set point and moves it up a little notch. So you might have heard there's a lot of people who are kind of selling these like reset
1: Mm-hmm. your metabolism
0: programs and stuff like that. And the the premise of them, I think is, is kind of on as far as like, you know, hey, chronic dieting might have caused you to, to get bigger and bigger and bigger over the years. So do my program and reset your hormones so that you can be smaller. And that, that kind of feels icky, because that also doesn't necessarily work all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing we're selling people to be smaller and I'd like to address that as well. Cause while it's not your fault, if you want to be smaller because most of us have wanted to be smaller at one time or another, Mm -hmm. um, I would argue that it doesn't necessarily have to be that way that, and that's some hard work. Um, but the idea that we are a certain size, that we should be a certain size really comes from this capitalistic idea within the fitness industry that they kind of created this idea of like, well, fitness is actually really more about aesthetics than it is about what your body can do, which takes out a lot of the health aspects of fitness anyway. Mm-hmm. So we're busting our butts doing these like quote unquote health promoting behaviors that are actually making us less healthy and supporting a system that maybe we don't really want to support because a lot of these body ideals come from racist backgrounds. Like we, we, we prioritize this Eurocentric thin white body um, over all others. Like all you really have to do is, Google fitness or look through a shape magazine or, you know, and and most of the images you see are thin white people. Yes. And so if those are the bodies that we're chasing and our body isn't naturally like that because bodies are diverse, Mm -hmm. then, you know, it, the, the thing that we're trying to do is might not have ever really been attainable in the first place.
1: Yep. Yeah, so let's, let's go back to this whole notion too about if you just try hard enough, if you just work hard enough. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> about that. Um, first of all, that doesn't really work in the long run. Um, you probably have tried very hard at certain things like trying to achieve a body type that was never attainable in the first place and realized that trying hard enough just didn't do the trick. Um, but there's there's this thing called grind culture um, where you're constantly going, going, going 24-7, working harder, trying to get a better job, trying to lose weight, trying to look a certain way, trying to do more and more and more and more and more. And that is, uh, that is a direct result of capitalism. Um, and capitalism is a direct result of Patriarchy mm-hmm. <laughs> and patriarchy. It, so is a, a direct result, result of, of white supremacy white supremacy. So it goes on and on and on. So, you know, take some stock of like of yourself and find your moments of needing to rest and recover, because that is just as important as anything else. And I would say
0: as an activist, feels like an act of resistance. Yes, it does. Like, you know what, I'm going to listen to my body and give my body what it needs. And sometimes even further than that is to seek joy and pleasure in my body, Mm -hmm. because that's not necessarily something that we get from the fitness industry. You're not seeing In fitness ads, like find ways to enjoy your body. No, it is your body's wrong. Deny your pleasure, deny your food, work hard, sweat it out, grind it out. And you too can get acceptance if you conform. And, Mm -hmm. and first of all, many of us don't ever get to that point. Like we just, our bodies just can't, they're not designed that way. And for some of us that do, like say I have had that body in the past and it was absolutely unsustainable for me. I had that body because I had a raging eating disorder and, you know, through pregnancy, I wasn't able to keep doing my, you know, fucked up things with food. So I stopped for the most part. Um, and my body changed. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me to accept that body change because all of a sudden I wasn't accepted in the fitness industry the same way that I was before. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I really hustled for my worth within the fitness industry. I tried to be good enough in there by getting stronger Mm -hmm. or by collecting certifications and trying to prove my worth if my body wasn't doing the things that it was supposed to do. And it was never enough. I can still go into a space where there are a lot of other fitness professionals. And if I stand next to my husband, who's a white, very lean, muscular man by nature and people will literally ignore me to talk to him Mm -hmm. because his worth is so much more than mine in those spaces and so um it when you experience something like that you got to think what are we really doing here
1: yeah yeah i as you were talking about that experience it reminded me too again of the ways that I have tried to um, prove my worth in the fitness industry and as a pre and postnatal trainer because a lot of our competitors are selling body back type programs mm-hmm. and we don't do that so it's it's a hard sell to listen to your body and accept the changes that come with aging and from childbirth and caring mm-hmm. a child and so like you know I've I have found myself, and I'm calling myself on it now, but I have found myself in the past, like justifying like, oh, well I'm, I'm built bigger. So I like to lift heavy weights. So that's where my worth lies is how many pounds I can lift. And then it was, um, you know, I'm a really slow postpartum healer. So that's why I'm still fat. I'm still working on it, you know, that kind of thing. And so like coming out of that, um, It feels liberating, but it's also a constant struggle to push back against these ideals because they are everywhere, all day, every day, everywhere. So, you know, all that to say, um, it can be really hard to step out of that constant working out every single day. Um, trying to be "quote unquote" good with your food every day—it can be really hard to step out of that because that's what we've been told and sold for years. What works, and when we come in here and say, "Actually, it doesn't," that's hard. That's hard to accept because that's mm-hmm. not—that's not—that hasn't been your reality, right? And you've seen "quote unquote" success with those types of behaviors before, but like just like we talked about in previous episodes, like what does success define us to you? Because it's, if it's defined as keeping um, weight off for, you know, two months or three months or whatever, and then getting it all back, then I guess that is success. But so how do you, how do you measure that?
0: Right. And so what I would tell you, if you are in this pattern is to take a step back And think about the things that you enjoy and the things that bring pleasure to your body. Like this workout that Jill and I did this morning was hard and there was suffering involved in the workout, but it was a kind of suffering that Jill and I both enjoy in one way or another. Mm -hmm. So it's not to say that you never do anything hard again or you never push yourself because the act of pushing yourself can be really pleasurable for some people, Mm -hmm. but we want to know what's pleasurable for you. And a lot of us have not ever taken the time to break that down and figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, We have just been taught to, that we have some kind of moral obligation almost to chase a certain body type. And that if we don't do that, we are bad, or we are lazy. And, and that is just not true. So if someone has not told you before, that it is okay to pursue pleasure in your body with food, or movement or anything else, we're telling you that right now. Yep. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So I know that was probably more of an answer
0: than, than you were hoping right? for. You're like fight the patriarchy, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's not diets. Right.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it, all that to say, like there, there is a, a biological reason why that's happening. There are also psychological and emotional um, factors to consider as well. So um, if you have any other questions about that, listener, um, reach out to us and go at thepushfitness.com and we can talk more through it with you there. Um, we had one other question. This one's a good one. I'm excited about this. Yes. So it says, listener is asking help. I'm addicted to chocolate. My husband hides it from me, but I always manage to find it. And when I do, I eat the whole thing. How do I stop and get control? Great question. And we'll answer that as two people who just ate cinnamon rolls while talking to you about diet culture, (laughs) (laughs) because we're in it. Yes. (laughs) So, okay. So first to let's, okay. Control. That's one word that stood out to me in that question. What that indicates to me is, and listener, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but what that indicates to me is that you feel like you have some sort of uncontrollable addiction to sugar. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the, uh, the idea of sugar adi- addiction.
0: Yes. Cause a lot of people do talk about sugar addiction and there was a study that did come out that a lot of people interpreted as, you know, as the sugar adi- it acts in the body the same way that like cocaine mm-hmm. acts in the body. Um, because of the release of dopamine. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so then all of a sudden there was all of this, all of these people out on the internet saying, Oh, sugar is addictive. It's just like a drug. It's this terrible thing and we should never eat it. Um, and so let's talk about that study a little bit because a lot of times as with a lot of research around food and weight, weight loss, some, a lot of times what we have seen like in the media or on social media is not necessarily the whole picture. Right. So
1: let's talk about this dopamine hit. Um, sugar and heroin mm-hmm. and cocaine are not the only things that can cause
0: that hit to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could just end the podcast right. right there. I think like, okay,
1: break. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got to go. I can't be here for this. <laughs> so
0: what I was trying to say that? is that anytime we do something that is pleasurable to us, we get this dopamine hit. Yes. So it's not like this is this unique thing that like sugar is the only thing that causes our dopamine spike. Correct. (laughs) But seriously, go have sex. (laughs) I mean, with yourself, with someone else, (laughs) I don't, I don't
1: care. (laughs) As long as as you get it done, (laughs) whatever, by whatever means necessary, but yes, yes. So it, the, the, the dopamine hit is not unique to sugar. Um, and there was a, what's that rat study?
0: So let's talk about this rat study a little bit more that the, in addition to the fact that like dopamine levels rise naturally anyway, um, the, what the study sort of left out is that these levels spiked higher in rats who had been deprived in the past. Mm -hmm. So, so one of the things that, That is really telling is that when we deprive ourselves, then we create, we tend to crave those things more. So like if, if we were to say like Jill has made this, um, a connection a lot before, like she says, okay, don't think of a blue elephant, like do not think of it. Don't. (laughs) And if you close your eyes, what do you see?
1: Blue elephant
0: there she is. And so the more we try to restrict, the more we crave the thing that we're trying to restrict. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so that's, I think that that's pretty important to talk about.
1: Yeah. That, that cycle, um, because that lack of control that the listener was referring to, Um, Again, like this is just reading into the question without knowing more about you, listener. So if you want to um, reach out to us, you can. But like what that what that indicates to me is that so there's this cycle of deprivation and then refeeding. So we're going to we're going to not eat any chocolate at all, period, for this long period of time. The deprivation comes in you give given, you have the whole chocolate bar and then we're back to guilt and shame. And then we're depriving ourselves again. And then we're refeeding and it just goes on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And the longer you do that, the, the more out of control you, you will
0: feel. Mm-hmm. And the thing about any kind of addiction, um, but in this case, we're talking about like sugar addiction is that the, only proven way to cure it is to give yourself unlimited access to it, which is very telling that to me, it is not an addiction because that's not the case with heroin or cocaine or alcohol or any of the other things that are like real addictive behaviors. And I want to be really clear about that because sometimes when I see The, you know, people say that they have a sugar addiction. I feel like it, it maybe negates the experience of people who are experiencing actual addiction. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and we're misunderstanding what's actually happening in our own bodies, because like, we all need to eat, right? Um, If you are having these wild cravings, your body is trying to communicate with you. Mm -hmm. And what it tells me is that if you are hunting down chocolate in your house, that someone has hidden from you, that your body is saying like, Hey, listen, I need some carbs. I need some energy. I need something that it's not getting. Right. And so as hard as I think it could be, what I would recommend if I were your your coach is to tell you to give yourself some room to let yourself have unlimited access to that food.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's that other aspect of that cycle um, is the fear of missing out mm-hmm. and uh, FOMO, right? Hashtag mm-hmm. FOMO. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you if you have the fear of missing out, by the time you get around to that eating as much chocolate as you can possibly fit in your, in your stomach, then by that point, like you're eating it like crazy because you don't
0: think that you're going to have a chance again. Mm hmm. And the funny thing is, is that it's an opportunity to really learn something about yourself. Like we had a client who was a a first time mom. And as her child got older, she was feeding her kid lots of like little like cereals and like goldfish crackers and things like that. And in her mind, it was like, these are bad foods. So I'm not going to let myself eat them. She had read some article that like Over the course of a day, when moms snack on their kids' foods, they gain a certain amount per year. Some other kind of, like, bullshit, mom-shamey stuff. Um, So she was, like, never let herself have the goldfish, but craved them constantly. And then would, like, put her kids to bed and then eat their goldfish crackers. You know, like, and when... She got to a point where she was like, enough is enough. I'm just going to let myself have the goldfish anytime I want. So if I'm feeding a handful to my kids, I'm going to take a couple if that's what I want. And it turns out that she doesn't even like goldfish crackers. They were a craving for her because she was telling herself she shouldn't or couldn't have them. Mm-hmm. And then when she allowed herself access to it, she was like, eh. I mean, they're okay. But like, yep. so, and I'm not promising that this is going to happen to you with chocolate. But what I'm saying is that like, sometimes we don't even really realize what we like and what we don't like, or what our body really needs or what it doesn't need until we give it permission to have those things.
1: hmm. I think that a large part of this is definitely um, psychological and emotional, um, that connection that you have with your body in those ways, like, um, and not saying that, like, you know, you know, tell, tell yourself that you can resist kind of mindset psychology. But I mean, like, I mean, like that, that cycle that we were talking about before, like that's that fear of missing out is a very real fear that you Mm -hmm. feel in your body and in your emotions. And so like, you know, giving yourself permission to just have the have the damn thing can be really liberating. And you might find that A, you're not gonna have as much overall, or B, you might not even like the goldfish. Like right. <laughs> just like giving yourself permission to do that. And that also I think is a form of active resistance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To say I'm letting go of this common narrative that doesn't serve me and really like we got we got to think about this stuff rationally um that we wouldn't be okay with any other kind of treatment plan that has a 95 percent failure mm-hmm. rate like dieting has a 95 plus percent failure rate and and in addition two out of every three people who've put themselves on a diet which by diet i mean food any kind of food restriction they end up gaining back more weight than they lost Mm -hmm. so i mean i would never go to my doctor for like like some kind of infection like say i had an ear infection and the doctor was like take this pill it only works for five percent of people and for two-thirds of people, they actually get a worse ear infection. <laughs> like, I would never take that drug. Right. Like. <laughs> and so, but then, then what we're faced with is sort of this reality that maybe we won't ever have the perfect body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, and, and, and I'm saying perfect with air quotes here. Because what is that anyway? which comes back to this ideal that has been created by the fitness industry and the media and now is, you know, supposedly backed by a bunch of bad science Mm -hmm. to make us think that we're doing all of this in the name of health. When in fact we're becoming more unhealthy, the more we try to lose weight and strive for these ideals. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, can again, can you find pleasure in your body? <laughs> I know. I just keep coming back to this. <laughs> Second break. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you later. Like, can you get to a place of peace with your body where, um, you can sort of accept where it is and there is some grief work in that. And I'm in that right now. Mm-hmm. There are times when I'll see a picture of myself and feel like great disappointment. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, and when I, pr- tr- when I process it, it's it, it I, I can talk myself back to why that is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um, it's, so I'm not walking around in this world saying like, you know, like I've mastered this because it's an absolute process. Yes. Yes, it is. I I
1: feel you because I, again, talked about this in the last episode, but like with my sister's wedding coming up, I I keep having these feelings cropping up of like, oh, I maybe I can just lose this amount of weight and then I'll have this amount of time to do it. And then I'll have this amount of time to get my dress altered. So it's smaller. And then I kind of talk myself down. Um, So it is a process. um, And it might, like, it it might be a lifelong process. I don't know, I feel like I, I feel like both of us have really made some great strides Mm -hmm. in um, becoming more accepting of ourselves and of our bodies in general, but like, there's still that struggle, like we struggle just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, But we're not going to stop doing that self-work and we're not going to stop encouraging you to do that self-work. Mm-hmm. The more that we can get on board with this, the more people that we have to stand against this diet culture and this, um, thin white ideal body that is not realistic
0: for most people. Right. Cause I would so much rather have days where I struggle with my body image some days, but for the most part feel Liberation Mm -hmm. in my body, like, and allow myself to eat things that I enjoy, allow myself to do movement that I enjoy, Mm -hmm. and not as a form of self punishment or of shame, but from a place of like really loving myself and my body. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I would, I would trade that, I would, I would never trade that, um, So to, you know, to have the perfect body, but feel shame and stress all the Mm -hmm. time. And the reason that we feel this sort of death work around our thinner bodies anyway, is really because of society. It's Mm -hmm. not because there's anything wrong with you. You know, the, the stress of living in a fat phobic society is way worse for your health than having a few extra pounds. Mm -hmm. So you know, like it, it, it's work, but this is, this is the work I'd rather be doing. I'd rather be working towards my own liberation and instead of my own conformity to some standard that I just don't believe in anymore.
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you nailed it. And so Yes. So eat the chocolate and have sex. Yeah. And that's stick, our advice to you. And stick it to the man. <laughs> right.
0: I mean, you could do all of that at the same time. You
1: could. <laughs> if that's the kind of thing you're into. This Sorry. is taking a total. <laughs> my, my husband, I can just see him listening to this, going, "Oh God, Kurt." So anyway, we <laughs> we digress. Yes. So chocolate, have sex,
0: stick it to the man all at the
1: same time. <laughs> so hopefully that answers your question. If you have a question of your own that you'd like us to answer for a chance to hear it answered on the podcast, you can email us at info at the um, You can also reach out to us on our social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, and all that good stuff so that we can uh, help you. Stick it to the man. Have sex, meet chocolate. Yeah, that's like I think that's going to be the name of this episode. Actually, yeah. Now, yeah.
0: now that I've talked it out, I like it. So, yeah. I think I think so, and I also like how fancy you were. The push push fitness. <laughs> what the, the push fitness is how I would say it. Oh well.
1: <laughs> the push fitness T H E, not T H E E, in case the push fitness. I like it. I think we should keep it. We are the push fitness. <laughs> we are. Deal with it. Do you say v or the tomato tomato? <laughs> one time one time somebody texted me tomato tomato, but they spelled tomato the same way. And I was like, tomato <laughs> tomato, tomato. tomato. Great, got it. Yeah, I'm glad you see it my way. <laughs> okay, so that's all that we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the Push Podcast, make sure you hit subscribe, give us a review. The more subscriptions and reviews that we get, the more visibility we get so that we can reach more listeners just like you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Did <laughs> you wave to yeah. can see you? Oh, <laughs>